1: plushcare.com slash weight loss
2: hello you're listening to bfn this is the podcast about infertility ivf and the trials of trying for a baby i'm gabby
3: and i'm emma and we're both card-carrying members of the infidelity club Good,
2: I'm good. How are you?
3: I'm great because I can see your face for once. Know, it's
2: weird. We've got the video on, guys, yeah. which we don't usually have.
3: It's because I'm using my different laptop. Oh, are you? Yeah, I'm using a Windows based PC, um, which I would say is not as good as the Mac, but the camera does work. So, in many ways, better than the Mac.
2: Well, yeah, crucially. Mm, is I'm that nice. why, we, why we don't usually look? I thought we just didn't look at each other because we couldn't be asking doing our makeup.
3: Uh, For me, it's that I don't have a camera on the... I mean, that is a
2: crucial thing that you would need to do this. Yeah,
3: yeah. if I've started using my work laptop, sorry work, I'll be okay with it. Uh, uh. you
2: gonna get fired for that.
3: Probably am, but hopefully not.
2: As long as you're not looking at porn, I think it's fine.
3: I'm not looking at porn on my work
2: laptop. Just (laughs) as sexy.
3: Yeah, although I (laughs) spent a lot of time on the Daily Mail website in the last couple of days, Uh which is almost as bad.
2: Why is that, Emma?
3: Cause I was in it and I was starring in it and I'm famous. Mm-hmm, my mm-hmm. friend Sophie. Um, yeah, it was a really nice. I mean, we're going to talk about our other media appearance in a bit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it, we got a really nice write up in a new magazine. Um, it was it was me talking about my friend Sophie. If you are a regular listener to the show, I think it was the literally the third or fourth episode that she was in. Mm. we talked about how infertility kind of affected our friendship um and then i wrote about it in the book and then the nice lady from the new magazine wanted to interview me about it um there's a nice picture of sophie and i in fact at during a recording Mm -hmm. of a podcast episode in which you unfortunately cropped out
2: yeah nice (laughs) nice that i was like i was in that picture i'm sure (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fucking hell! No, just be a nut. Yeah, whatever. I've gotten over it. Um, Well, well done. Thanks. Very exciting. Spread the good word.
3: Yeah, we're spreading the word hard,
2: aren't we? We are spreading it hard. Yeah. Um, Yes, we. um, We also have just heard that we're going to be on BBC Five Live, guys.
3: Yeah, sometime in March.
2: But we don't know when. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It'll be a Thursday. Mm Hmm. during what i think is their parenting program which is probably one that we usually swerve but then (laughs) maybe don't
3: listen guys maybe just just avoid
2: i think this one might be might be fine yeah um we will um we will let you know via our insta yeah because we also have other news emma um
3: this is our last episode is that the news Yes. yeah not our last ever episode um our last episode for now we we just need some time off I just need I need to sleep a bit more yeah yeah fair enough I think probably we just need less.
2: just one job
3: yeah just one job for the time being yeah would be great um yeah so I think probably um yeah that's it for this series but we've got a nice oh my god I haven't, I haven't even thought about what we're actually talking about um yeah, so we've got a really nice ending to the series. If this is your bag, might not be. Um, remember our friend Sophie, other friend Sophie, who featured God, in the it's last so series. Sophie Rama today, know, isn't it? My life is full of Sophies. Oh, your um, friends are called Sophie and, and your my sister. sister. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So Sophie, our our mate, our mutual friend, BFN who, Sophie, BFN Sophie, is um, talking, giving us a big update. A lot
2: of you have been asking where's Sophie and where's the update and we've been saying wait, wait, wait (laughs)
3: and now here it is. Here it is. Um, Obviously the usual caveats apply in this situation. Um, We're going to be talking about the results of a fertility treatment so if a fertility treatment result is something you can't listen to right now then please press stop now. Yes. well maybe after our conversation a bit
2: yeah yeah we'll let you know we'll give you the heads up um, yeah so yeah as yeah as usual um slight trigger warning mm-hmm. but um it, it was lovely to catch up with sophie
3: it was i feel yeah. like i haven't caught up with her for ages
2: yes um and so yeah so this is the season finale we will be back um we will be continuing our instagram though of course i'll be there pinging away so if you need to get in touch with us and if you're looking for news from us um it will probably come through instagram for a while um until we bring the newsletter back which will be probably in about a month's time
3: yeah you you might get it from twitter as well if i'm like in the mood
2: I don't go on Twitter, guys. I'm not cool enough for Twitter. Uh,
3: I think you're too cool for Twitter. No, no. It just, it intimidates me. We had a media law session at work the other day where the guy was basically like, anybody under 30 doesn't use Twitter. So, like, if you think you know what people are doing, you don't.
2: <laughs> no. They're on that tick- tickety talk, aren't they? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. tickety talk uh, hop. <laughs> um Yeah. <laughs> So guys, um, yeah, hit us up on Instagram with anything yeah. and um, we will be back, obviously, mm-hmm. as always, but we're just going to take a little break.
3: Yeah, yeah. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can do so by going to... At Big Fat Negative. Um, I just said Twitter, didn't I? That was a weird yeah. first time. I mean, well, um, that's not the first
2: one. and yeah. certainly wouldn't be my first choice. usual
3: yeah. opening gambit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you can you can also follow us on instagram at big fat negative or you
2: can email us big fat negative podcast at gmail.com and guys of course if you haven't already and if you fancy it you could always buy our book and this is the last time you'll hear us say this this season because it is the last episode of the season so um I hope we haven't bored you too much with our book chat but of course if you'd like to buy it you can buy it from all of the best book places can't you Emma you certainly can and one of the biggest ones is called? Amazon. And what would we really love you to do if you bought it from Amazon? A review. Oh, guys, please leave us some nice reviews on
3: the Amazon. Yes, um, that would be really nice. Thank Mr. You.
2: Jeff Bezos will help us to do even better <laughs> if you leave some lovely reviews on the Amazon. He's such
3: a generous soul. He is so generous.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <Not>. <laughs> um, yeah, we'd love we love it if you could leave a review if you've got if you, l- if you read it and you enjoyed
2: it, yeah, we'd appreciate it.
3: Okay, enjoy the episode. Hey! Hey! Hey, we're back. We're back. That reef interlude. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are we talking about today, Gabs? Well... Wait, I thought we might talk about because
2: I was listening to Woman's Hour the other day, and um, apart from the appearance of the brilliant Becky Cairns at yes. Finding Mum, who is talking about IVF at work, which is amazing, yeah. Um, I also listened to Marion Keys, who is an author, love her, and yeah, and she was talking to Emma Barnett about briefly only, to be honest, about her not having a, having had children. And it's just quite interesting. Um, she basically didn't ever have children, couldn't have it, but didn't didn't go through IVF, made the choice not to go through IVF. So she kind of talked about that a little bit. Um, and then also about how she and her husband have kind of moved forward. But um, with the IVF thing, she kind of said that at the time she kind of felt like she had so much going on, like she'd just been published, like life was going really well. She'd found the man of her dreams. She was kind of like, okay, right, this is how it, this is the thing I'm not supposed to have. Right. Almost. She said it's kind of like her Catholic guilt almost was just like, (laughs) right, well, there it is. That's the thing I can't have. Yeah. And so she didn't ever um, try through IVF. And then she talked about, what she said she just talked about how her husband and her had to change their expectations of what their life was going to be like because they had wanted so many kids and then obviously they weren't having any but she talked about like how changing like they made the decision not to do IVF and that was the decision that they were not going to have children but she said that and 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 whilst a decision was made not to not to continue trying for children like a decision is not the same as your feelings changing and that so that she said that like her feelings take so much longer um and that she kind of has to wake up every morning and 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 just think okay well that 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 thing is not part of my life but look at all the great things that are um and that it's just like a long process of of kind of just trying to trying to reassure yourself that she's got You know, she's got so many great things in her life. I just found it so interesting because she obviously, you know.
3: she's She was really um, good on that particular subject with um, Elizabeth Day as well and the How to Fail podcast. Mm -hmm. And uh, the thing was that the thing that struck me when I was listening to her was like how kind of almost sanguine she seemed about it, how kind of relaxed she was. And, you know, she was able to be grateful for the other things in her life. And I was like, that is an amazing it's amazing that she can be like that. I would never be like that. <laughs> mm. Basically.
2: Well, as she said, it took a long time. Yeah. I don't think she's gotten to that place overnight by mm-hmm. any means. Um and yeah, it, it's just um I guess it just shows you, right? You can't, you know uh-huh. you know, there are these people that seem to have everything who who don't who haven't managed to have everything that they've ever wanted um and I think
3: yeah it,
2: I just I didn't know that about her and that's why I think when I was listening to it I was like okay wow I didn't know she'd tried yeah um,
3: I also really like a Marianne Keyes novel oh man who doesn't yeah big, so fan, big yeah fan.
2: yeah I haven't read any recent ones actually I was you know I was really into them in my early 20s I haven't read any mm-hmm. since I should, probably should
3: yeah you definitely should um yeah that the other thing, as I recall, I mean, obviously this is like two years ago that I I heard this, but she talked a lot about how like she has a lot of kind of nephews and nieces and how, you know, her role was to help raise them, mm. which a lot of people say that that's, you know, that's how they kind of come to terms with childlessness.
2: Well, I'd say it's, I imagine it's a piece of the puzzle, right? It's yeah. one of the things that you use and you apply mm-hmm. to your life that, that are yeah. kind of never. It's never a replacement, of course, but
3: yeah, it just feels like one of those things where people will be like, "But at least you've got loads of nieces and nephews," and you would be like, mm. uh-huh. "No, um, so
2: yeah yes." But if she's come to that place herself and it's yeah. genuinely something that brings her happiness and peace, and that's a great thing.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um. So the other thing that happened this week was that. Like, I think we talked about it a bit last week, right? But we went on Chris Evans' mm. breakfast show. Which oh, my quite, God. Like, way more glamorous than I was expecting. I think I always just, like, um, I get under-excited because I'm always like, oh, it's not, it's not going to be as cool as I imagine. Mm. But if anything, this was cooler. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Like, we went to the um news uk building which you've worked in loads of times i've never been into but it's just basically a massive glass box that looks out over london we went to like the 10 millionth floor Mm -hmm. so we could see all the way over london um and then we just like went into the studio that was all kind of neon lights and like chris evans just like bouncing around and then not only – this is the thing that absolutely stuck with me because I'm a journalist. I like, I review books. I interview authors quite a lot. It's often really, really hard to get to the end of a book in time because mm. if somebody sends you a book to read, they're like, oh, so here's the book and can you interview the author in a week? And you're like, yes. And you start reading it, bit. So like, for me, I often find it hard to get to the end. I usually read about 75%. Mm-hmm. Um and I like consider myself doing good homework compared to other people mm.
2: who... Read a first chapter and the end of it.
3: Exactly. Quite often people don't read the book. Um, not only Chris Evans read the book, like when we went into the studio, he was holding a well-thumbed copy with pages turned down. He got incredibly emotional during our conversation, which was another thing I did not expect. Yeah, um, Because he and his wife had been through fertility treatment what sounds like a lot of times yeah Um, and he said they'd had two ectopic pregnancies didn't he yeah yeah it's
2: obviously um he was revisiting a very painful part of his life Mm -hmm. um and he said that him and his wife were reading the book together it's just really humbling i was like wow i'm just so like wow thank you so much for caring so much thank you so much for reading it thank you so much for loving it so much he was gushing
3: he was gushing it was
2: awesome yeah um and, yeah, it was really nice. It was, it was just um, it was just quite nice to be part of the family. He was lovely.
3: He was so nice. It's very he, funny.
2: He was wearing very, very bright trainers, a pair was. of not great-looking tracksuit tra- track pants and a shirt.
3: Yeah. He, was, <laughs> he, was, he looked very trendy and cool um, in a dad way. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he, like, hugged us both. And, oh, like, when he was off air, he was like, this is such an important book and he'd been giving it we as like we got the training together and all morning on the show he was like this is the most important book we've ever had and stuff like that, like real like big statements
2: mm, yeah um it was this, a lot. yeah it was not what I was expecting at all <laughs> not because I, I don't think our book is brilliant obviously yes. it is but like, yeah, Chris Evans, like, wow. You just wow. don't,
3: I think you don't expect somebody who, I always expect a bit of detachment from mm. kind of celebrities. Yeah. But he was really lovely. Yeah, he was great.
2: Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're very grateful and, um. I'm super grateful. Yeah. We don't get to go in on the Five Live one. I think it's on Zoom, which is not as exciting,
3: is it? It's not, no. no. but um, we'll do our best to be exciting. Oh, yes. we
2: will bring the fun.
3: That was the other thing like we'd been warned that we had to be quite high energy. So mm. we'd spent the whole morning like rousing ourselves up and then we went into the studio and it was really emotional. Yeah,
2: I wasn't expecting tears. <laughs> Cuz yeah, we were like okay, let's think of all the funny like what are all funny jokes? Let's yeah. let's run through the ways we can make Chris Evans laugh and bring loads of energy to this conversation. Yeah, we walked in and everyone's like weeping. Yeah. Um yeah like where do we go now this is a complete tonal change
3: (laughs) i've got so much energy and i don't know what to do with it um but anyway yeah it was great it was a real honor
2: yeah and thanks to everyone who listened and um if anyone wants to re-listen or listen to it for the first time you can um check it out on the virgin uk website you can do catch-ups and it was on the 16th of february about three hours into the record
3: Nine thirty that it started. Yes, so it was it was that last half hour, wasn't it, of the show? It was, yeah. Um so
2: yeah, if you want to listen to that, you can. It's also in the podcast in a little the shortened version is in the podcast.
3: Was it actually in the podcast? Yeah. Oh, that's cool okay well there you go there's plenty of ways to listen
2: and that folks is the last time i'm going to say chris evans (laughs) because i feel like i have said it everywhere a lot of times a lot of times Got to dine out on these things right
3: you absolutely do
2: squeeze the pips gotta dine out on it it's never gonna happen again
3: (laughs) should we move on to the interview let's okay trigger warning everyone as we said at the beginning results of fertility treatment are going to be announced if you can't listen to it stop now
2: Mm -hmm. and that's completely understandable and we love you and we'll see you next time Uh,
3: hey special guest hello
2: welcome back
3: We've missed. Thanks you. for introducing me as a special guest.
1: I feel you, special. You are a special, pal. <laughs> One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care.
3: so special yeah. um how you doing? I am good. thank you. How are both of you?
2: mm-hmm yeah, I'm
3: fine. I've got a hangover, but we'll get over that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Rarity for Emma.
3: I am not good on hangover. just want no. everyone to know that it's hard it's hard it's really hard. um, I drank a lot of booze yesterday and and I that'll, woke up. That'll do it. <laughs> you know, I've just forgotten about like things like when you wake up, you know, I, I don't know if anyone else says this, but I'll wake up like maybe three or four times after I've been drinking. Yeah. and like, the You first don't get a great time, night's sleep. No, you don't. Yeah. And then the first time you wake up and you you feel awful and you're like, oh my God, tomorrow is going to be horrendous. I'm going to die. And the second time you wake up, you feel arguably worse. The third time it's starting to get better. And the fourth time, like it's a bit, it's like quite a lot better. But I just like it's just. up oh,
2: Are you necking water away. at each of these junctions? Yeah, 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 yeah. But yes.
3: obviously, was, we were staying at someone else's house, so like you feel quite bad for every time you need to like tiptoe to the toilet. Yeah,
2: yeah,
4: yeah. Not ideal. Yeah, yeah.
3: It's just true. But this isn't about me. This podcast. It's not. <laughs> what I mean, it is? Arguing. Yeah. Is. I mean, yeah. I, I think you've had quite a quite a significant role to play in it so far. <laughs> it's not about my hangover <laughs> so that's, it's about you so we're talking to you yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so we last saw you after a collection um mm-hmm. but for those of you who don't know what your story was can you kind of give us a bit of a recap
4: yeah I'll give you a whistle stop tour of how we got there um right. so we had unexplained infertility for a, a little bit over two years Mm-hmm. Um, I won't take you through all the ins and outs of that. It's shit, as we all know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ins and outs. way. Hey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <shit>. sorry, Um <laughs> anyway, we uh finally did some more tests and got a referral for IVF. Um you'll have to re-listen to the whole of uh series four to, <laughs> to get to get more details <laughs> on all of that. Um and yeah, I, and so we got to egg collection, um, I think, in the last time I spoke to you guys, and mm-hmm. the plan was to do ICSI, Um and I'd spoken to you, I think, after egg collection, and um, we'd had a bit of a bumper crop of yeah. eggs, which was mm. fantastic, mm-hmm. um, felt really, really, really lucky on that front. And if you remember, as I was kind of woozily coming out of my anaesthetic and feeling happy to be eating a chocolate bourbon biscuit, which yeah. they'd given me, um, they said, oh, you could actually do a mix of IVF uh, or, and Dixie, you know, try trad mm. IVF. Um, and so we'd done a bit of a two-thirds, one-third split, and taken a bit of a gamble. And then, mm-hmm. um, because I had, you know, just my ovaries had got a bit bananas producing eggs, we then were in quite a long wait before the next step because they wanted everything to calm down so I didn't get OHS. Yes, yeah. ovarian hyperstimulation syndrome.
2: Mm. Nice, nice. Uh, How? How long did you have to wait in the end? Because I think that's always it. People often ask me the question of how long it was between collection. And then if you skip a cycle or you have to wait, how long Mm. does that actually take? Because I can never really remember.
4: Yeah. So it was it was over two months. Um, So the collection was in early July and then transfer was the very end of September. Gosh, yeah. So it was just a bit of a weird, baggy period that I was expecting to feel totally fine and positive about because it mm. felt that we'd done the hard work. But actually, I found that interim period really difficult mm. because <laughs> it did. You know, in the, in the run up to, you know, we, we'd known for two months that we were going to be going into IVF, so we were doing like just the most sanctimonious living, super healthy, eating everything right. Blah blah blah, and then in this interim period, it's like, Oh, uh, it's like we can, we're kind of, I've got a little window of freedom, but I can't really do anything yeah. wild because I'm still kind of prepping my body and I don't know how long it's going to be. Yeah, I had to That's set some arbitrary rules for myself. Like, I was like, If it's a special occasion, I'll have two drinks, <laughs> you know, mm. <laughs> which I just basically pulled out of a hat, yeah. Uh, Gabs, I came to see you and Mr. Gabby as you recall. Indeed. We had a great <laughs> like, time. Maybe I'll have an extra half glass of
2: wine. <laughs> probably did have a bit extra <laughs> with us. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: so all that I don't know, I found all that stuff a bit weird to navigate. Mm. But then also it was the emotional uh, toil, even though i you know, clearly we were so lucky to have gotten to that stage and been a really good position, you know, with having had um, viable embryos in the freeze and all that stuff um but it was the not knowing and then not being able to plan anything and then you know the continue the continuation of what we'd had for most of that year which was we can't really say yes to any plans we can't really make mm-hmm. any plans we don't really yeah. know when anything's happening we can't book in anything um but on top you know that's all quite superficial superficial stuff compared to the like it's not what's going to happen, and when's it going to happen, and is this ever going to happen? I feel mm. like it's very
3: disruptive. It just contributes to the general misery of IVF. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. And there's, you know, down. obviously there was
4: the whole COVID situation layered on top of mm. that. So yeah. um, when we knew we were going to have to wait at least a month, I was like, oh, okay, cool. So I can, <laughs> I've got a a three week window where I can socialize again because. Um, part of our agreement with our clinic was to basically social distance and isolate as much as possible, which is completely fair enough because obviously we're we're accessing treatment on the NHS and you don't want to fuck up the timelines when they've invested so much in you because you've gone out to a party and got COVID. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it was very nice to have that little window of socialisation, but again, it was just a lot of um, uncertainty. And it's a big thing that you're waiting for, you know, it's a Mm, huge thing. It's a huge thing, yeah. Yeah. and yeah, part of me was like, oh, it's <laughs> it's probably, probably quite nice to not know what the outcome is, but I really want to crack on and know
3: mm. what the hell the outcome is. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. So then you went for transfer. What then, um, um, what protocol are you on? I did na- natural. Right. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't yeah. Know that. I'm not sure I knew that. Yeah. Um... So it was really all dependent on your actual body, exactly. Yeah.
4: So you didn't um, have plasters.
3: I, I did
4: that. I mean, they they had kind of advised me it was much for muchness. Hmm. I and I I and and they said lots of people prefer to uh, do it the other way because you know you you get much more certainty over timelines. I was just feeling like I've put lots of <laughs> drugs in my pot too, yeah, and cool. um if there's yeah. one tiny way that we could follow my natural cycle a bit more, like I'm quite keen to do that and and generally, I'm quite lucky that my cycles normally are pretty regular mm. um and then the other factor was they said it's there's no there's they haven't yet got enough evidence on this, but there might be a slightly increased risk of um blood clots, which my mum's had, so. Okay. But they didn't really advise anyway. They were like, we're literally researching this at the moment, so we're not sure. And I was like, well, I'm kind of verging towards natural ways, so that can yeah."
2: yeah push just so we're clear, out. does that mean you didn't do estrogen tablets before the mm. transfer?
4: Not estrogen. I was using progesterone. You were, you and yeah, it basically yeah. means you just have to go in every couple of days for scans. Right, okay. So they're kind of monitoring your levels really, really regularly. You're giving them updates very regularly. So you Mm. don't quite know when it's going to happen. And then suddenly it felt quite quick. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) I'd kind of put, I'd put together all these different timelines so I could mark things up in my diary and be like, it might be here. It might be here. It might be here. Um, yeah. And then suddenly it was just like, oh, well, it's going to be a a week today.
3: Um, did you, were you doing, um, uh, tests? Um, Ovulation tests? Yes. Yeah. yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, we tried a natural cycle. Didn't go well. No. No.
2: No. Um, tell us about the day. What happened on the day? Yeah. The day I was about to say, I... were you shitting yourself? But actually, it's more like, <laughs> were you weeing yourself? <laughs>
4: <laughs> the day, I felt quite jubilant in a way. I think I was really glad that it was finally... Here. yeah. Mm. Um, there was probably quite a lot of nervous energy going on and the way I deal with that t- typically is to like make jokes <laughs> and be a bit silly <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it was early in the morning so that also, you know, all I had to do was get up and get there really
3: mm-hmm. uh,
4: but obviously got there super early <laughs> of
3: course, of course <laughs> I, Like, I don't understand
4: anyone who wouldn't Yeah, 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 yeah it's not the kind of thing that you want to be arriving 10 minutes late too yeah no um and all the medical team were amazing at putting us at ease and kind of making jokes and stuff um and we told our nearest and dearest that that was transfer day so felt the kind of you know a bit of a groundswell of support um yeah it was it was weirdly quite a nice day because it okay. again I think with all this stuff you know it's such a long process mm. to get there that yeah. it's so nice that there's an
3: event yeah something happening talk to us about the actual transfer like what happens so you got there like how much water did you drunk <laughs> not, <laughs> quite
4: important question. not quite enough apparently I really, no, no, really tried to drink the right amount Then obviously I was you know, lying there with my legs spread out um, yeah. and someone poking around inside me. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and someone else scanning me, you know, so you've got your legs kind of up in stirrups. Yeah. Uh, I was very lucky that my husband was allowed in, you know, at right. a stage of restrictions, but he was allowed in. So he was there as well. That's good. So and you know, there's quite a few people in the room as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, it's quite a, it's quite a crowd. Yeah. Uh, having a good gander up there. Um, So one person was scanning and you know, and they were kind of looking, they're like, Oh, well, you don't know if your bladder's quite full enough. And I was like, I can drink more water, I can drink more water right now
3: you're like no I think I think we'll be okay it's good to make the point that if your bladder isn't full enough you can drink more water like <laughs> yeah. what you but can't I, do also is... I
4: you know it's like I'm sure that would have occurred to them if that's what they yeah. wanted you know they yeah, yeah. professionals <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I was just so keen to uh you know to be helpful to, well. to get it right to be helpful yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah to do well to star. Do- I Girls wanted I think, okay. but I think I <laughs> yeah. came out with a B- <laughs> um and then uh <laughs> and then it took them a while to get the catheter through my uh cervix I don't know that was that took quite a long time I'm sure it often does
2: mm, it's not very comfortable That's is it it's not the most comfortable thing
4: I've ever experienced in my life I'm not sure I'd do it recreationally for fun <laughs> no but <laughs> <Not> quite <laughs> but it could it could have been a lot worse yeah yeah yeah. yeah it's you know it's it's unhealthy. yeah it doesn't it's hurt fine. it's just not brilliantly comfortable yeah it's just in a weird sensation and then um I think when it was already in they were like oh by the way the first embryo we defrosted didn't really work so you're one down but we're using the next one which is the same quality I was like oh okay mm.
2: fine <laughs> oh that's so there's not much to I hear. can do to yeah that's right not, not a not. nice thing to hear
4: well, it was, it was like, by that point, I was like, okay, good, let's just crack on with the next one, but this yeah, is a strange yeah. time to be sharing this
2: news. Yeah, why would you say that now? i I'm think sitting here with my legs exposed and, you know.
3: I think that's generally when that is, taught, when that is said, but I feel yeah. like somebody like Sophie, who is a high achiever, um, might take that personally.
4: No, I was, I was all right with it because we had a, another one in line, okay. luckily, but, um yeah uh it was i just i thought i don't know the i guess they i way. guess they have to do it so there and then you know i don't think it's like they can yeah. defrost them three days ahead They can't I give you a heads mm.
2: up no. yeah
4: yeah exactly yeah exactly Fair enough. Fair but what enough. was incredible was when they pop it in, they sh- they kind of tell you to look out on the screen for like a little flash, mm. which is the embryo actually going in, which I which absolutely blew my mind that you yeah. could see something on that scale. And they very kindly then uh, kind of rewound it and replayed it.
2: Oh, that's nice. Did you get really a picture? Nice. I never got a picture. I wish I had.
4: I don't think we did no we did take some pictures of just being in robes yeah <laughs> oh I mean obviously <laughs> and my sister had sent me some uh, little socks with pineapples on which was so oh, sweet so that's I just very sweet <laughs> yeah that's yeah, yeah. Sweet. in fact I took photos because you guys had told me to yeah oh, good. I, <laughs> I would never in a million years have thought to do that otherwise but you were like you know yeah. just just take them um yeah. which was a very good tip Uh Um, so yeah nice nice to see it going in and then you know rest of the day was really just lying around taking loads I mean even as soon as I kind of you know they put you in your room to get dressed I was like you know I'm just going to lie here for a bit Mm -hmm. they said there's no hurry I don't need to be in a rush I'm just going to lie and relax and kind of catch my breath that's Mm -hmm. they didn't chuck you out yeah, they were they were pretty chilled about it, and then okay. yeah, just laid around for the rest of the day. In yeah. fact, did a lot of lying around.
3: <laughs> did you
4: for, for, for the next few days?
3: Did you freak out that you're going to wee your embryo out?
4: <laughs> no, okay, <laughs> because. Uh... I'm no biologist, but I'm pretty sure my my wee comes out a different it's hole. A different hole.
2: <laughs> it's not, is it? <laughs>
4: I mean, if it doesn't, this could explain a lot of the issues with getting pregnant in the first place. Right? <laughs> That's what I've maybe been I've been getting wrong. everything mixed up this okay. whole
3: time.
2: <laughs> That's what's gone wrong. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, did you watch any films that day? Oh, yeah, I
4: think I watched a load of crap and then I slept. You know, because it's you, there's a lot of adrenaline and it'd there's yeah, such it, a big build-up to it. it. Yeah, yeah, So it was a lot of um, napping, lying around, and I just, yeah, kept on that napping vibe. And I also Goodness. tried to kind of start talking to this little embryo. In fact, as soon as they put it in, I was like, you know, I hope you like it in there. Um, I just felt, you know mentally for me that would be a good positive thing to do and try and counter all all the voices of doubt that could have been in my head and just I'm just was like I'm gonna drown you out with positive thinking enforced positive thinking that I had to write myself a daily checklist to do
2: (laughs) not natural (laughs) not natural no I
4: had a I had a checklist that was like do deep breathing do visualizations and then I'd bookmarked a thing on my phone that was a little like day by day this is what the cells uh should and would be doing if everything was going in the right direction Mm. so even it was when it was like and then like six cells splits into eight you know I'd spend like throughout the day do a kind of five-minute visualization of that happening
2: nice Um, and so is that kind of what the two-week wait was like for you what how did it go down
4: yeah I it was a it was a lot of just trying to be really, I, and I have no idea if there's any benefit to this whatsoever. You might be able to go off and just do whatever you like, and, but for me, I felt the best thing for me would have been well, uh, just to be very restful, not do vigorous exercise. Not because vigorous exercise is bad necessarily, because I think all the all the medical team were like, you can carry on, you know, doing what you normally do. Yeah. But I was just like, I just. <laughs> have a um irrational fear that if i like went for a run well emma i was just saying of course i wasn't didn't think i could wee it out but i was like if i go for a run maybe i'll yeah. shake it out
3: <laughs> you know? I mean, we all we all have our little superstitions don't we like, yeah yeah, you know? yeah yeah like yeah. gabby going over speed bumps <laughs> <laughs> <That's passion. laughs> i can that i can see that yeah <gasps> i was like i just don't I want to do anything it. that involves like shaking my
4: womb too much yeah
3: yeah
4: um so it was just, you know, just like gentle gentle walks with the dog, but other than that, a lot of lying around and resting. Did you work? I did work, but I had given my... Actually, yeah, I'd given my work a heads up, you know, originally when we were doing all the meds and injections and stuff that I was doing IVF.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, I didn't let them know when the transfer date was because I just didn't want that pressure. Yeah, but yeah. because I was working from home, I was like, Do you know what, I just don't need to push it that hard. I kind of mm-hmm. cancelled meetings or rearranged meetings where I could and gave myself time off when I needed it
2: good yeah, um
4: good. so yeah I was just you know just trying to be very restful and like I said I had a kind of daily checklist of you know eating lots of protein every day like protein powder or just protein in real I don't know what it's called real form an actual food not not powder form not protein shakes. um And then to do, uh, I I think I've talked about doing like this deep breathing thing before, your four, seven, eight breathing and trying to, like I said, look, yeah, look at like day by day what should have been happening with the cells and the formation and visualizing that. Um, Just doing whatever I could really to calm myself down. But then also not Googling anything else. I banned myself from looking up any signs or symptoms of anything else because i thought i drove myself nuts that's really impressive it's very clever yeah well not Um, clever just i just know what i'm like and i was like i can't (sighs) it's gonna it'll do my head in if i go on the internet wormhole wormhole right now
3: yeah i wish i had that strength yeah i don't
2: i definitely did (laughs) um not have that strength i definitely looked at google stuff um anyway so uh test day
3: yeah Test day, yeah. So what yeah, happened? What time you- did you wake up? Yeah.
4: I woke up every 30 to 60 minutes the whole way through the night.
2: Okay. Oh, <laughs> and
3: what, what time did you allow yourself to test? I got up at 4am and was like, oh, I'm so
4: awake right now, but I just don't think it's fair on Mr. Sophie. <laughs> I don't mm. think he's going to be keen. I'm going to have to give it another hour. And then I just, you know, kind of... I wasn't even really asleep I just was like literally waiting for the clock to at <laughs> 5am um s- sprung out you know just said oh, I'm gonna go and do this now and he was like yeah okay um and did I d- you know I waited until they'd set, you know I can't remember if it's 10 or 11 days um yeah yeah got up at yeah. 5 did it. yeah you waited the full obviously did two tests at the same time did you um, I do
2: okay that's yeah. interesting
4: Mm-hmm. yeah yeah and it was it was good news oh, <laughs>
2: thank you. Thank you. congratulations mate thank you
4: yeah well it wasn't congratulations yet at that stage but we're um yeah things have things have amazingly um gone well since then so yeah yeah we are still pregnant which is Congrats. so lucky
3: when you were taking the test, did you make Mr. Sophie look at it or did you look at it yourself? Oh, yeah. I mean, he,
4: as he describes it, he just heard me kind of like giggling in the bathroom was like, that's <laughs> that's got to be a good sign. Uh, and then I just came running in to show him, you know, because you can't, I couldn't quite believe it. <laughs> hmm. it's like the first time I'd ever seen it It was five in the morning. It was pitch black.
3: Mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, is this a dream?
2: I like no, that you yeah. have one
3: test for you to study and one test for him to study. It's
2: <laughs> yeah. quite clever, yeah. I've not, I've not heard of people doing two do tests Can you at the cherish same time. this
3: thing that I've just urinated all over? Oh, yes.
2: Yeah. yeah, <laughs> so special. Frame it. Keep it forever.
3: I, I, yeah, I didn't throw it away for weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I've handed John a pregnancy test, he's been like, thanks. And then held it really gingerly. was Yeah, fair enough, because you've literally just pissed all over it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, cool. So, what what happened in early pregnancy? Did you have any like scary moments? Did you? What happened to your head? Well,
4: that morning I was very excited. So, as you know, WhatsApped you both, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. test, and my family, and um, then one other WhatsApp group of uh, kind of other best mates who knew it was transfer day. We hadn't told that many people. Well, we told a few people that it, that transfer was coming up, but anyway. Yeah. You know, we didn't really want to then have to update everyone afterwards. Um, uh, And then that whole day was quite surreal. Um, You know, just kind of trying to like balance that huge wave of emotions. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe that after all this time, Mm -hmm. this is actually possible for us. Um, Because by that point, we were, you know, it was over two and a half years Um, obviously some people listening to that would have gone much longer than that, but just, just seeing that result for the first ever time was kind of mind blowing, but then obviously constantly trying to temper your emotions. Like Mm. this is, this is actually just for most people, step one, (laughs) it's just taken us so long to get to step one, you know, and we can't get too excited. And then, um, yeah, Mr. Sophie had a bit of a freak out, like, Oh my God, I'm going to lose all my independence. And I was like, well. Yeah, with early days but also oh, yeah. I really don't need to hear that right now yeah. <laughs> Those, yeah. yeah
3: it's weird isn't it yeah one of my first thoughts after I got my positive test was um I'm not ready for this <laughs> after trying for four years like I think you just are a bit- but I
2: don't think the thing the thing about infertility I don't think it should be able to rob you of the fact that you're then nervous about the big thing that's happened. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You should still be yeah. able to have this very natural kind of like, Oh God, um, responses, even though you've obviously tried very hard to get to that point and wished for it to happen, but you still, I think it's okay to still have those responses and think we should be able to.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. Well, mostly that day I, I, yeah, I felt like I was on cloud nine because I couldn't, I just couldn't quite believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. But then that very bloody night started getting spotting. Ugh. and I was, That like, night? <laughs> that night. Literally that night. I was Name like, I can't fucking believe night. this. Like, I'm such an idiot for having told anyone. Yeah. I can't believe I've got my hopes up. We're right back to square one. Um, but I spoke to the nurses first thing in the morning who were very reassuring. And, you know, they were like, if it's light, you know, don't worry, it's quite normal. That then carried on for about, you know, kind of on and off for about a week and a half. But it was always quite light and they had said, you know, just keep us, keep us updated on everything. Mm.
2: Mm -hmm.
4: Um, uh, But that, you know, it it just can happen. But that really obviously (laughs) set me, set me into a like, okay, I need to be a bit more tempered in my excitement and just try and stay positive. Keep doing all this deep breathing, visualization, being Mm -hmm. restful, just doing whatever the fuck I could to try and stay calm basically um and you know obviously lots of healthy eating and all that kind of jazz
3: i hate the reality check yeah it's like haha you thought you'd won no you haven't yeah Yeah. yeah yeah um but then the
4: then the spotting died down which was great um yeah, and I and as I'm, you know, as I'm sure you guys have found as well, it's kind you know, you 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 want, I you know, I was kind of trying. I I I felt happy and joyful and excited every day, but yeah. you obviously don't want to get. I I I didn't want to plan too far ahead at all. I was like, no. look, I just have to think about this in little increments. Yeah, so I had my daily checklist, and I was like. You know, just every day, every additional day is something to be thankful for and a joy. And we've just got to kind of take it day by day. And then, you know, when I get to the end of a week, like that's a that's a celebration. You know, yeah. so I was kind of my milestones were on a weekly basis. Yeah, um, yeah. And then I found out that actually in <laughs> you count your weeks into pregnancy from two weeks before Oh, you had that discovery. from your from first cycle day, which I didn't yeah. realize. So then I was like, oh my God, I've just gained like two
3: weeks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember that being like, oh, what? What? I thought I was two weeks pregnant, but no, I'm four. Yeah, yeah,
4: nice. yeah. That was really nice.
3: Yeah. You're like, oh wow, I've really just escaped like I've, loads of, like loads more than I expected.
4: Yeah, 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 yeah. That was, uh, that was, that was really nice. And then it was just kind of building up to, The seven-week scan which we got which I which I don't know if it's standard everywhere for IVF but definitely at our hospital they give you a seven-week scan yeah that's pretty standard fertility treatment yeah Mm -hmm. um so it's all just kind of like we just need to take things week by week until we get to that you know it's just kind of taking each milestone as it comes
3: yeah okay um and how are you doing now where are you what point are we at now at um
4: well, we're past halfway, so we're 22 oh weeks and a couple of days. Oh, shit. Oh, that's great.
3: Have you got a little bump?
4: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So now, now really enjoying it. Um,
3: yeah.
4: Yeah, which is great. But, but again, I was like, you know, everyone kept saying, oh, have you got this? Have you got that? I was like, well, I'm not, I'm not really buying or planning anything till we get to the 20-week scan. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and also, yeah. you know, we'd had a, a scare quite early on. So at nine and a half weeks, I had a big bleed.
0: Oh.
4: Um, I had to go for an emergency scare. That was that whole day was really hectic. You know, it was at night. My husband was going to France first thing in the morning oh, for a work fuck. trip. We both like,
2: fuck. <laughs> you know, yeah. things yeah. like that.
4: I don't know. Just, yeah. But um,
2: was that a hematoma?
4: Yes, it was. A sub
2: subchorionic uh, hematoma subchorionic
3: yeah i think I one. How is it chestnut. that all three of us have had them they're supposed to be really rare i
2: mean anado- anecdotally they do seem to be quite common in ivf pregnancies yeah they do. yeah but professor tim didn't want didn't say that that was the case mm. weird so the jury's still out but it yeah. does feel like they seem to be quite common
3: um do you feel like your kind of your journey has affected how you've been during the pregnancy?
4: Yeah. And I think there have been pros and cons to that. I'd actually say, probably mostly pros, in that, well, I don't know. I guess uh, the pros are that lots of other people kind of bitch and whine about the first 12 weeks in particular, like, Oh God, I feel so sick. I feel so tired. Mm. Whereas I kind of wake up at four or 5am every morning feeling really sick. And then my mind would be like, Oh my God, I must be so hungover. What the fuck did I do last night? Oh God, mm. am I going to, I feel, I think I'm going to throw up. And then I'd wake up and be like, Oh no, oh no I haven't drunk for months and months. And months I'm pregnant. This is so great. You know, so yeah. all the kind of feeling shitty, you
2: just even though you still for.
4: feel shit, you're like, yeah, but this is how it's meant to feel and it's exciting mm. and it's great. Mm. You know, obviously I obviously had a couple of days where I was just like, I feel rough. Um, but there's a kind of uh, relishing the roughness, if that makes sense. There's Does a certain sense delight in it because it's, you know, it's something that you've been waiting to experience for yeah, so long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And then I guess, I think it's probably made me more pragmatic at every stage because I know all the... I'm just much more aware of what's happening inside my body from everything mm. I've learned mm. about it and because it's been a journey to get here I have really felt that I've had to man you know and, and you know it's been really tough at points obviously as we all know it's like just can be so destructive for your mental health so I Mm. knew that I had had to do lots and lots of stuff to um try and keep in a positive mindset which is why I know I've said this like five million times already but doing things like like having a thing that I have to tick off on a piece of paper to say that I've done 10 minutes deep, deep breathing every day or five minutes meditation or like I, I continued to do these out loud positive affirmations
1: mm-hmm. past
4: the first twelve weeks. You know, like literally walking around my house, having little note cards and reciting things out loud, saying this is all working, and da, da, da. Mm. and I don't think I would have done any of that if we'd got pregnant straight away. Yeah, but no. it, it is all stuff that you know, you know, helps me manage my well being. So I guess just being more <laughs> feeling more obligated to do that. Yeah potentially had, had has meant I have managed to stay calm and felt better about it and I've been more conscious of trying to do all the right things for my health but then also that's a bit frustrating because obviously you see other people who are pregnant and they're like oh yeah you can have you know you can have a drink or we can oh I'm just having a couple of drinks or mm. Mm. Oh, you don't really need to worry about eating this or that. You know, now I'm a bit further along. I'm feeling more relaxed about those things. But for the first yeah. 12 weeks, I just, I, I don't know. You, you know, there's, uh, I didn't want to see, I don't want to seem uptight about it. But the truth is I am a bit uptight about it because I don't want to like have a fucking one mouthful of blue cheese and fuck the whole thing up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah I think fair enough mate I think yes. I guess it's maybe you know, more rule abiding yeah
3: yeah but I, that's it you don't want to put you don't want to introduce any risk at all yeah
2: no and then to be blaming yourself if something didn't you know was go wrong yeah, so yeah yeah absolutely fair enough
4: yeah so I guess the, the yeah the downside is that I don't think I've been as carefree as other people mm. um but the further along I get the more relaxed I feel about that that kind of stuff And and also it feels like a kind of small price to pay
3: yeah
2: definitely yeah absolutely um Um, i'm gonna ask you a potentially difficult question mm -hmm. looking back over your journey now i didn't say journey Journey. um what was like what was the hardest bit for you would you say oh so
3: many lovely choices (laughs) so many
2: delicious times (laughs) oh gosh (laughs) thank Um, you so so much for asking gabby (laughs) (laughs)
4: i think um probably this time about a year ago so january february last year was Mm -hmm. really really rough um it was in the uk there was also uh the the lockdown that was announced just before christmas which i think the whole country found really difficult it was a hard time yeah um me and my husband were having an awful time. <laughs> mm. We were, you know, we were just, you know, we were having a really bad time in our relationship. We were, f- you know, the, which was the intersection of lots of different factors, but the the infertility thing was a huge one. Um, I think it just felt like we were just going into yet another year of uncertainty, not knowing not being referred, nothing happening, having unexplained infertility. Uh, It felt, yeah, it felt really, really grim. Um, Mm -hmm. And normally, you know, my birthday's at the end of the year, so I normally really like to start a new year with a new leaf because it's like a new year of my life, a new calendar da. -da -da, I try and set good intentions. And I was just like, God, (laughs) for the last couple of years, I've done this. And even before we had fertility issues like that, you know, we'd had um, for for different reasons, some tricky years. And I was like, well, what is the point of even trying to good intentions for this year? Because Mm. every time I've done that, it just feels like it just gets worse. Um, yeah. 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 And also our clinical commissioning group, the area that we're based in normally wouldn't make a referral for unexplained infertility until you get to 3 years yeah. and we had lots of other things Horrendous. tied into that you know like we wanted to um, move to a different area but we were waiting to see whether or not we had a family so it just felt like our everything was stagnating our whole lives mm. were on pause mm-hmm. it's
3: the psychological stuff yeah that's hardest yeah often often like that's generalizing grossly but no yeah. i mean.
4: But the, but the, you know, there's also then all the you know day to day stuff of like pregnancy announcements, seeing people with bumps, yeah, and all yeah. that kind of stuff, which doesn't really stop. You know, no, it's, it's, it's still triggering. <laughs> there is something nice that I can now walk around and be like, oh, I feel, I feel you. You know, I've I've got one of those two. You know, I'm finally yeah. part of this tribe. But, yeah, but you don't you feel know. like it. You feel like an outsider. Oh yeah, exactly. And already, I've got people saying,
3: "Oh, and you know, do you think you'll have? Do you think you'll
4: have a second? And it's oh, like, yeah, it's God. not, it's not that fucking easy. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. Do I you have know. any
2: idea what's just happened? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't ask me that. Yeah.
4: Now you know it's possible. You know, do you think you'll have another one? It's like, well, it, was it possible? We needed quite
3: a lot of help. Um. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 That's hard. Okay, so I guess the last question is, you know, what is your advice for someone who's in the throes of it, in the thick of it?
4: Tricky, because obviously I've, I've just said a load of stuff that I found helpful for me, mm. Yeah, yeah but at the end of great. the day, yeah, but luck, I... is, luck is the biggest factor,
3: <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think that, you know, the positive affirmations thing, like that is, I would never do that, but that has really helped you, and so yeah. I think it's good to have you on here saying that that's helped you. Yeah. Because yeah. there are lots of people out there like you that it might help. Yeah. Does that make sense, or does it yeah. make it sound like a bit? I don't no, know. I think, no,
2: no, I think it makes perfect sense. Um. Yeah.
4: That stuff was really good for me, and and I only really knuckled down to do all that stuff properly and consistently when IVF was on the cards. I think what's right. really difficult when you're in, um. TTC land especially when I was like an unexplained infertility you're just like I don't know how long this is gonna there's no point me giving things up because I could be in this situation you know for bloody years I found that really difficult Mm. yeah um so maybe it's about setting yourself time frames and you know just sticking yeah sticking to something that is going to improve your well-being and for me also it was about as well as that stuff like the deep breathing and doing your daily affirmations out loud and trying to do a bit more meditation all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. I think feeling um empowered to say no (laughs) to social events whenever the fuck you want to it I found it so difficult to be around uh, particularly pregnant people but also um little kids yeah Mm -hmm. and sometimes also you know kind of other family events where you kind of are looking forward into the, that make you think about the future. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think saying no to that stuff. And if people don't understand, then, you know, you know, fuck them. Yeah. (laughs) 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 And then the other thing, a huge key that unlocked a lot of it for me actually was, was from you guys when we did an episode, um, when I'd been doing some reading about, you know, uh, People, well, psychologists explaining infertility as grief and a grieving process, mm-hmm. and saying, oh, "Oh, yeah, but of course, you know, I don't, I don't feel justified in saying that." And you were both like, "No, no, you, it is, and you need to acknowledge that." And I think yeah. once I started accepting the that it that it is a type of grief and what the emotions around it are grief, mm. although it doesn't make the emotions go away, it made me much more uh, accepting. And stop, it was like I stopped trying to block myself mm-hmm. and be like, oh, I'm fine. But so people go through so much worse stuff. That, you know, I was just like, okay, just let this flow. Let yourself feel all the feelings.
0: Yeah. yeah. Acknowledge yeah,
4: that it's a huge, painful thing. And somehow um, that made me feel more vindicated in what I was feeling, which kind of made me a bit more able to process it and deal with it and move on from it. Mm. I think that's
3: so important is that like, yeah, you're feeling these feelings and it's okay to feel them. Yeah. Just because there's like starving people in war zones doesn't mean that your feeling of grief is not valid.
4: Yeah. Or or you know, if you or or you you or people you love are experiencing different types of grief, you know, it's mm-hmm. I, I don't know that 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 single word label kind of was was a bit of a key for me. Mm. Yeah.
3: Um, well the emotions yeah mate we're obviously super excited to meet baby soph yeah um i Thank do want to say back. before we go that i am really sorry for cursing you with infertility yeah
2: <laughs> we really shouldn't have done that hex <laughs> yeah. that time we were on holiday together <laughs> well it's
3: because i like ages ago i said to sophie well it would be funny if it was the three of us wouldn't it <laughs> yeah i know and then it was and, and i am really was. sorry
2: mm-hmm um so,
3: yeah, I would
4: say yeah. If anyone is listening to this, being like God. The three of them sound like really good people to go for weekends away with. Just <laughs> fuck around, you know. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't don't come near us. No. <laughs> Fucking tired. No, thank you so much. You've both been um, amazing and so supportive throughout this whole thing, and mm. uh, just showered me with support mm. and love and gifts, and it's Mom, been amazing. Not to mention the fact you do this whole podcast and book, which is changing people's lives all over oh, the world. Oh, So you're bloody stop. amazing. And you better not edit it, this out because uh, you deserve, <laughs> you deserve <laughs> to have this on the
2: record. Oh, Mate, well, um, look, thank you for being yeah. so generous with your time. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah you know, we I'm dragged you onto these
3: calls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, know. it's
4: been very cathartic for me, actually. So, Good. yeah, I guess that would be a final tip is find someone who's willing to just yeah. listen without mm, yeah. judgment
3: find mm-hmm. a way to um, broadcast your story yeah. to thousands of people <laughs> yeah <laughs> come <laughs> on to bfn right. <laughs> <laughs> okay you. mate
4: okay
2: yeah love you thanks
4: so much
3: okay guys
2: um for those of you that listened i hope you enjoyed that and it was the result that you were hoping for
3: I like the way you said for those of you that listen, like the people who've reached this point weren't listening oh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, thanks everyone this is uh, the last bit of the last podcast of the bl- this series <laughs> <laughs> uh, Um. thank you for everyone for all your support for all your kind words we've just had like an outpouring in the last couple of months haven't we
2: yeah it's been really lovely i think um it's just been great because obviously we were working on something quite big behind the scenes for quite a while Mm -hmm. and it's just quite amazing to bring it bring it out and everyone's just so lovely and yeah and supportive and brilliant and so big big massive hugs to every single one of you you're all fucking legends and um and we love you all and yeah i think we look forward to coming back with our next series. Yeah, Once but as a always. Break.
3: I hope none of you have to listen to it. Yes, absolutely. <laughs>
2: we hope you've all graduated. We hope we have zero listeners. And you cannot for, for our chitter chatter. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um we'll be back at some point this year. Uh if you if you want to meet us, we're gonna be at the fertility show in May. Um, we're going to be on BBC Five Live at some point in March. That's basically all the plans I've got. Those are some good plans. Yeah, we're going yeah. to France in June.
2: We are, and there will be lots of uh, social media content around that trip. Yeah,
3: oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, please have a lovely few months, and we'll see you very soon.
2: Goodbye. We love you.